Savior. Oh, if I only talk to God when I need a favor. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, live here in beautiful, uh, sunny Dallas, Texas. We got Ryan Kramer from the Sports Gambling Podcast hanging out with us. Is it sunny there right now, or is it raining? Oh, it's raining. We're, we're still uh, the tail end of some actual seasons out here in sun, sunny California. Rain, 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 go away. Sports Gambling Podcast, you can find Ryan Kramer and... Uh, his great colleague, uh, Sean, and uh, everyone. I mean, you guys are doing some cool things there, and uh, I'm sure you're just uh, just so excited because so many great things are happening. Now that the draft is over, you know, there are things developing, that, especially with our team, the New York football giants looking pretty studly. Uh, our general manager, as you said before we started the show, is just doing his job the way it's supposed to, it's, the way it's meant to be done. Right. Yeah, it's it's strange. You don't um, you know, obviously we're like beaten uh, Stockholm syndrome, whatever, whatever analogy you want to use, like Dave Gettleman. And even before that, Jerry Reese, to some extent, it, it was never it, there wasn't a ton of team building going on since Ernie Acorsi. And so to see not only are they investing in guys that are clear, like centerpieces of the team but you know they go out they're doing things that people are calling smart they're doing things that people are reacting to in a positive way and so it's exciting the most exciting thing for me is someone who like under like leadership is important and it, it like it seems like most sports they don't get it they don't realize like a lot of it is just simply being cool and having relationships and so I think one of the coolest things this Giants team is doing, they're only drafting guys they're spending time with. All of these guys were in, in, in the top 30 meetings. All of these guys were guys that they spent a lot of time with. So, look, I guess when you invest that kind of money, it makes sense. And, and to take it even a step further, what else are the Giants doing this offseason? They're upgrading their playing surface because of all the complaints about the injuries and things like that. So, not just in terms of the roster construction, but this GM seems to be uh, looking in the right direction all around. And I don't know who it was from the USA Today, but talking too much smack as if they know what they're talking about, giving the Giants like a C on the draft. Yet everyone else is giving them an A, um, be- mainly because they didn't draft a receiver who was above six feet tall. And I'm thinking to myself, well, first of all, they've got Darren Waller. They've got now they've got Hodges still. These guys are big dudes. You know, now they've added speed to the table now that Kadarius Tony's not with them. I mean, you still have Sterling Shepard. You've got got I it's an all around pretty good squad now offensively. And honestly, I think this is another thing I like about Joe Shane. Like he seems pretty honest. He they 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 kind of sounded like they wanted to get one of those receivers that went before them in the first round. But then after that, they, they were very candid. They're like, look, these were guys we really coveted. I mean, the, the center in the second round was being consistently mocked to them in the first round. Jalen Hyatt even was a guy that people thought could squeak into the first round because of that SEC speed. So, yeah, I mean, look, it, it, it's good to be picking up guys that uh, – not only fill needs, but were value. Yeah. And I'll give you the big receiver they picked up. A kid by the name of Bryce Ford Wheaton. 
He he's coming out of West Virginia. Funny enough, the whole reason he chose the Giants over other teams was his relationships to David Sills, a guy we've made fun of on this show as not being very good at wide receiver. But he comes in six four, uh, huge, two hundred twenty one pounds. He four three speed at the com. I mean, was supposed to be a fourth round pick. Not really sure why he didn't get picked. But at the end of the day, coming into New York, like this is a big body guy. Maybe it's not year one, but I do think they picked up some size in the receiving core as well. So, you know, again, it, it just you kind of have to re- rely on this this uh, new leadership. They just seem to know what they're doing. Uh, I gotta I talk a little Lamar Jackson here, and look at I think I think the kid's I mean he's well spoken, he's a good kid, good heart, very talented. The only thing that I have problems with is that that's just a lot of money, in my opinion, for a guy who could literally have his career ended by like two hits this season because of the way he plays. I feel like he's on the move. And with a mobile quarterback like that, I mean, I don't know. I've talked to I've talked to other guys who either either have played the same type of position. It's you're putting yourself more at risk. Let's be honest here. Um, but what's your opinion on this? I mean, not from a Lamar Jackson because hey, good for him, he got it. But from an ownership perspective, just that's a lot of dough. You know what though. They didn't, they didn't give out the Deshaun Watson contract. And I think what we're learning now, that collusion, it's not collusion. It's just no other owner is going to be stupid enough to give out a fully guaranteed contract. As, as far as the commentary on the – here's how I would react to this. It seems like this is where the marketplace is going. It okay. seems that we're going to be playing in a league that's going to resemble college football a little bit more from the quarterback position because I think when you can be an elite passer – uh, like, as much crap as Lamar gets, he's still a good passer of the football. He's not one of these guys who doesn't have an arm. And so he's definitely not Patrick Mahomes, but but that doesn't matter when you can move like that. And I think that's what Jalen Hurts showed us, too. He's even worse. I mean, I would have much bigger issue with paying a, a Jalen Hurts-type guy just because of – Lamar Jackson has the arm talent. There's still – I still have questions about Jalen Hurts' arm talent. So, from that perspective, <laughs> I guess – That's because he's but, an eagle. Well, that's true, but I, I I think Lamar Jackson just in terms of the skill set is just a little bit different, and you know what? It's the risk you got to take, I guess. But what what do we see when guys get paid? There's also this question of will your playing style change now that you've gotten the big contract? You know, we'll see. I, I have a feeling like this is one of those where I I, I bet they don't. It doesn't change. But he came out but not to do- cut you off, but he came out and said he wants to throw like six thousand yards this coming season, which. <laughs> It, this is one of those like let me prove to everyone I can do it. I, I always think back to that that opening week my game against Miami where he threw five touchdowns and everyone was joking. That's pretty good for a running back. I do think there's that's the area where I don't think Lamar slows down. I do think he's very motivated by what people say about him. He's one of these new age athletes that pays attention to social media and people generally don't say nice things on social media. So I do think there's going to be a chip there. And honestly, we were just breaking down the divisions on the sports gambling podcast, little gambling futures. And, and, you know, it made me think like, Ooh, I probably should sprinkle a little bit on this right now. The Ravens are almost three to one to win that division. Really? Wow. Okay. Um, okay, let me ask you a question here in regards to the New York Jets, you know, the fellow New York team there. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers claims that he had very little, you know, 
insight or you know demand if you will to bring over his guys from green bay but it keeps happening come on it keeps happening now i I, here's my take on it because this keeps happening like it looks like the packers not really but you know what i mean and it wasn't like they were doing a lot of great things in green bay with these same guys i don't what's your opinion here yeah, honestly, like the Alan Lazard thing seemed interesting in the moment. I mean, he's a good receiver. He's a solid receiver. It felt like, you know, this could just be another case of like the middle class gets overpaid because receivers are hard to find. Yeah. And, but the Randall Cobb thing is just straight up like, oh, okay, we're just having a, we're like, having why a Why is he, why, why? Like someone needs to take the Fast and the Furious like movie one poster with the barbecue scene and Photoshop Aaron Rodgers and Randall. <laughs> they, did, they did say they're not going to be taking uh, – Mercedes Lewis will not be joining the crew oh, yet. Geez. Maybe he'll be a post-week one signing to avoid the guaranteed money to the vet. But, yeah, I mean, look, you know, as a Giants fan, the spin here for me is like I love how the Jets are going to take all the media attention away from this Giants team. Mm-hmm. I, I love that Aaron Rodgers is now in the city – and and just he, how can you not pay attention to him? And oh, by the way, they play each other. And oh, by the way, guess who beat Aaron Rodgers last year mm-hmm. in London? So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's it's shocking, especially for the Jets, a team that have pretty good wide receivers. I mean, if you think about it, they're swapping out Corey Davis for Randall Cobb or Corey Davis for Alan Lazard. I'm not sure if that makes you better as a football team. And and honestly, like. We've all watched football for a long time. How often do these super teams work out? How often do these these teams like it, it, it's like the you, you got a little bit of that in the, in Los Angeles with the Rams. Like it almost rem- reminds you of that uh, those movies where they get they get together for one last job and they're all old. Like <laughs> I don't yeah. I don't necessarily know if that's going to work out. It doesn't seem to always uh, work for for the teams. What's going to happen with uh, the rumors with Derrick Henry? Where, what, what's happening there? So, you know, again, we were, we were kind of rolling through the divisions and seeing if we could find some value teams. And I think the AFC South is interesting. They, you know, no one thinks they're going to be a very good division. A lot of people think the Jags are going to be the best team there. But Derrick Henry and those Titans are sitting there three and a half, four to one to win the division. And if they don't make any movements, you have a pretty lackluster receiving core with Traylon Burks, who's a fun player, but you still have Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill in positions where basically they're they're playing for their jobs. And Mike Vrabel, who doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that would be in on a tank job to get a new quarterback. So I, I would, you know, the Titans, if Derrick Henry's with the Titans, which I, I don't know where he goes at this point. I know there was that leak about him going to the Eagles, but I don't I don't see the movement coming and if I think that if they run it back for one more season I think they're going to be a dangerous team that flirts with the playoffs next year. And yeah, there's just lots of lots of noise that either never comes to fruition or a fraction of it happens like now Jerry Jones is talking about well it's not dead. Zeke still might be a cowboy and I'm thinking to myself well the nerve i mean you did they release him because they wanted to give him an opportunity to find another deal i i think they released him because the money was ridiculous and it got to the point where the dead cap hit wasn't so bad i think they expected him just to i mean there's part of this where like the cowboys are delirious they feel like the zeke experiment was a good one 
and they also feel like they have their guy in Pollard who seems like he's getting healthy. But, you know, I've been coming on the show week after week in the offseason. It's Kenny Galladay or Zeke, who gets a job first? Uh, still both of them out of the league. And, I mean, if you're Zeke, unless you just don't want to play football anymore, which totally cool with me, you made plenty of money. I don't know why, like, where else is he going to go? I, he doesn't strike me as someone that's being coveted. But and here's so, the thing, like, I think he could get a job faster than Galladay, and it's not like he's coming off a bad year. Like, you look at the numbers, they were they were decent. They were better than other guys who, are, who have jobs right now. And I, he's a Cowboy. Look, I'm not supportive of Cowboys. But let's <laughs> be honest, you look at the numbers, he had, I think this is the one year he had the most touchdowns he's ever had. You know, now, granted, only, they were, what, within one year? I mean, one yard or two yard, but, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. 27. That's it. That's, I mean, they, they die fast, the running backs. Okay. Well, speaking of running backs, let's just do it. Because Joe Shane and everyone, Dable, they're giving money away now. And will there be enough for Saquon? Because what do you do, Ryan? I mean, look, we could talk Giants till we're, you know, green in the face because we love the Giants. But I got to tell you, Saquon, this is a big deal. This is something that I think everyone in football wants to follow and know because he's arguably, what, top five in the league when he's healthy. And so does he get paid? Uh, you what know, do you, you do? Look at these, you look at the running back contracts, and it's, you know, top guy is McCaffrey at 16 a year. After that, it's who's 27. Then you have Kamara, 28, Dalvin Cook, 28, Derrick Henry, 29, Nick Chubb, 28, Joe Mixon, 27, Aaron Jones, 29. Most of those guys you're hearing about because their contract needs to be restructured or their contract already has been restructured. I think Joe Shane is – he his first priority does, does legitimately seem to be build a roster the right way. You look at these contracts he's signing, he's not doing what Howie did with Jalen Hurts where they're going to have a $100 million cap hit in five years. Like He's doing it so it's responsible, and it's, it's, they're never going to have that year where it's like, well, we can't compete this year. And so <laughs> I think they offered Saquon $12 million a year for three years or something like that. I think the agent said, get lost. We'll do better in the offseason. I think the market turned out to be much worse than they expected. And now this $10 million deal that they that he has, which, by the way, the guys I just listed, they're the only guys making more than Saquon on the tag. So he would be the eighth highest. Him and Josh Jacobs would be the eighth highest paid running back this year under a one-year deal. And obviously Joe Shane has come out. He said, I want I, – he's a captain. He's a leader. We want him on a team. We he looked good last good year. About we want him to feel good about his deal. But – I, I think Joe is also real, and he's like, look, the market's different than you thought it was going to be. Uh, that deal is no longer on the table. Wow. And so I, I think we're What would be plan B, Ryan? For, for ba If Barkley doesn't play? Yeah. I think you roll out this fifth rounder, Gray. I, I mean, you mean I think wait, wait, the sooner? Yeah, the kid from Oklahoma. Yeah. Who, by the way, grew up. Who was the kid? Who was the poster on his wall? Saquon Barkley. <laughs> So uh, I, I think it's I think the reality is Barkley understands that his value, like you don't walk away and come back. We've seen Bell, we've seen some of these other guys. You don't do that. It doesn't work out. You're in New York. You're gonna be able to make money off the field. You're Saquon Barkley. Sign the franchise tag. Maybe work something out. Maybe don't. But I mean, I, honestly, we could be talking about this again next year. How much the is the tag? Ten mil for one year. Five, 
Guaranteed. Yep. But then they have to figure out, like, he basically is playing for his life this season. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, right? He's playing. He's playing. If he if he plays well, he can maybe sign a two to three year deal after this coming year. I I think we're going to see him sign a three year deal that pays him basically the franchise tag, and it's gonna it's gonna be a deal where the Giants can get out of it after two years. That's what I think. You're going to see like a three year, thirty million dollar type deal. Ooh, man, oh man, Which, that would be a little scary. But like, there are again team building reasons, like we listed off some of these running backs. Not all of those dudes were team captains. And I do think that there's an element here of like Dable wants Barkley on his team. He's like, I understand he's a running back. I understand positional value, but he's also the most dynamic weapon we have. Always here. fun talking to you, stirring the pot up, man. Go G men loving it. Catch you next week on the flip. Appreciate it. All of our listeners check out Ryan Kramer and his, uh, boys at the uh, Sports Gambling Podcast. Appreciate it, man. Cheers. I do mean everything you want to make your girl say, ooh, ooh, why she so fly? I, I.